Go for it. Okay. So, good afternoon, everyone. The uh, dilemma of the week goes like this. A guy makes his order from the kosher supermarket, and uh, it's, it's a delivery in the days of Corona when people don't go out shopping, so he had to get it delivered. And he receives his delivery. He goes through it and he starts putting stuff in the fridge and putting stuff away. And he notices that there's a double, that he'd, he'd ordered a certain amount of meat from the grocery and quite a large amount, but he'd been given double. So he immediately calls up the grocery and says, you've sent me double my order of meat. And they say, oh, sorry about that. They have a look and they check his order and they, they, say, they see indeed that they've actually put it in twice. They've doubled his, his order of meat. And they said, don't worry, we haven't charged you. We only charged you for the order that, that you made. We've sent you extra. So if you don't mind, just drop it back to the shop uh, when you can and, uh, and, and we're square. He says, no problem. So hang on a minute. Don't you have a policy of no returns of, of food? And th this policy, generally they have that, that policy, but usually it's if you open it. But here during the corona times, they're not taking anything back from anyone due to the danger of contamination. So you're not taking returns, isn't that right? And the, the guy in the shop says, oh, yeah. So what do, what do we do now? I've sent you extra meat. Uh, you haven't paid for it but we can't take it back. Um, he says, I gotta, I'll, I'll have to ask the manager. Hold on a sec. Puts him on hold and comes back to him and says, um, you, you can keep the meat, but you have to pay for it. The guy says, what? He says, yeah, you have to pay for it. He says, ah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of meat. I, I ordered enough meat for the next couple of weeks. I, I don't need double that. Says, well, well, what do you want to do? If if you don't want it, then throw it out. So he says, what? Throw it? Throw it in the bin? He said, no, yeah, you you got a choice. If you want to keep the meat, then you have to pay for it. If you don't want to keep it, you have to throw it out. The guy says, isn't it baltashkus for throwing it out? So that's 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 question number one. Is 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 a baltashkus destroying something of use by throwing it out? So, okay, so you don't want to destroy it, so then keep it. But if you want to keep it, you have to pay for it. He says, listen, I mean, I could put it in the freezer. I mean, I would use the meat, but like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not planning on paying so much for a huge amount of, of meat. I'll, I'll pay for this when I order it in a couple of weeks, not now. I'm, I'm not, I'm not for it now. Give me credit. I want credit. Credit? Meaning what? I'll pay for it later. Yeah, I'll pay for it when I use it. Well, the, that, that would have been nice, but the, the shop owner wasn't happy with that. He said, either you pay for it now or you throw it out. We're not, we're not giving you free meat now. And th this shop is very strict on credit. Um, so we're, we're not doing that. You either pay for it now or, or you throw it out. So... What's right? On the one hand, the shop owner is saying, this is, this, is, this is our meat you've got. You've got extra meat, so you have to pay for it. You can't return it to us. So then why should you have it for free? You have to throw it out. 
The guy says, well, why should I throw it out? Throwing it out, first of all, that's wasting. And second of all, what does it bother you? I'll, like, I'll keep it. If you're going to throw it out anyway, let me keep it. In fact, if you're, so, if you're so insistent that I throw it out, I'll throw it out, then I'll go out and find the meat and bring it in. I'll, I'll, I'll chuck it out, make it hefker, ownerless, on the street, and then a minute later I'll say, oh, look at this meat, and I'll bring it in. What, what do you, Wait, what do you... was the, sorry, was, was the shopkeeper saying, throw it out and I won't charge you for that meat, or throw it out and I'll still charge you for no, the no, meat? No, 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 I won't charge you, I won't charge you. I, I, sent, I sent you this meat by accident, but oh. I can't take it back, because if you brought it back to me... What would I have to do? I'd have to throw it out because it's contaminated. It's been it's been out of the shop. The the, the regulations are you cannot take food that is that is that's gone out into the public back into the shop. So I'm gonna have to throw it out if you return it to me. So you throw it out for me. And the guy says, I'll tell you, instead of throwing it out for me, I'll put it in my freezer for you. Well, then you have to pay. If you're gonna keep it, you have to pay. If you throw it out, which is what I would do, in normal circumstances, you 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 return it to the shop. In this case, if you did that, I'd have to throw it out, says the shop owner. So, so do me a favor and throw it out for me. And the guy says, how should I do that? I'll keep it. Then you throw it out into your mouth? <laughs> You'd have to first, well, if he's saying throw it out, you have to throw it out. Throw it out means that it's ownerless. It, anyone could take it. It's garbage. And then, then if you take it back. Seems ridiculous what he's asking, but does he have a claim to say, if you're going to enjoy my meat, you have to pay for it? Does he, does he have a claim for that? Does the same rule apply for non-food items? Let's say. Why, why not? If, if for whatever reason you can't, you can't return it, so you have to pay for it, surely. So this is this is the shop owner saying. He's saying if you're enjoying this this meat, you have to pay for it. He's saying why should I why why should I do that? I didn't order it, but I'm not going to throw it out. So there's a principle in Jewish law called zenena vezelichaser. This one enjoys and the other one loses nothing. It's based on a fascinating Mishnah in Pirkei Avot and the Ethics of Our Fathers, where it says there's four types of people. It's in chapter 5 of, of Pikachu of it. I'm going to say it in a different order to how it's written there. But it says there are, there are four types of people. There's a person that says what's mine is mine and what's yours is mine. That's a wicked person. What's mine is mine and what's yours is mine. That's a wicked person. What's yours is yours and what's mine is yours. That's a righteous person. What's mine is yours and what's yours is mine. That's, that's just silly. And someone who says, what's mine is mine, and what's yours is yours? What type of person is that? So the, the Mishnah says, that's an average person. Or some people say, that's a Sodomite, a person from Sodom. Sodom is the, the biblical city of very wicked people who were, who were destroyed by, by a, a, a terrible disaster. They were destroyed because of their selfishness. That if you say, what's mine is mine, and what's yours is yours, most of us say, well, that's, isn't that normal? What's mine is mine, what's yours is yours. No. If you are not willing to give anything of yours, if you're so uh, clear-cut and, and divisive about ownership, what's mine is mine is what yours is yours, that actually leads to real cruelty and evil. An example of that is, if somebody else can enjoy my property, something of mine, and I lose nothing, 
and yet I insist on being paid for it. The Talmud gives an example of this, uh, that if I own a, a property, if I, if I own a, a, a place, an apartment, a house, but the house is abandoned, no one's living there, no one's in it, and I'm not looking to rent it out. I happen to own this property, but no one lives there, and I'm not looking to rent it out. And somebody sees this empty space and just moves in and lives there. So the question the Talmud asks is, can I demand rent from somebody who's living in my property who I didn't invite there? Fascinatingly, it's, it's debated in the Talmud, but, but the halacha is that after the fact, you cannot demand a person pay rent when you are not looking to rent out that place. The person is benefiting and you are not losing. And when somebody else benefits without you losing, you have to allow that. You can't, you can't get paid for that. Now, it doesn't mean you, can, you have to let people do that. You can lock up your property. You don't have to let people go into there. But if they do and they, they spend a night or a week or a month there, you can't charge them after the fact because you are losing nothing. Now, of course, that's also assuming they're not damaging anything and, and they're not affecting your property in any way. So in such a case, you actually cannot demand payment. Uh, the Talmud debates this and discusses it at length. And what, one, one opinion says that the reason why you, they don't have to pay is because there is a certain benefit they're giving you by living there. When somebody lives in a place, they look after it a bit more. It, it, it's lived in as opposed to empty. You know, when you leave a place completely vacant, uh, it gets destroyed and uh, dark and, and things go bad. But either way, you cannot demand payment for such a thing. And if you do, you're like a sodomite, a person who says, what's mine is mine and what's yours is yours. This is my property. You have to pay for it even though I didn't lose anything from you being there. So surely we could apply this to our case today, that the shop owner has sent extra meat. He's saying you, you, you have to return it because you can't technically return it. And if you did, I would throw it out. So I'm asking you to throw it out for me. So in other words, the shop owner can get no benefit from this meat. So to ask the guy and to tell him that you have to pay for it, why should he? This, is, this, this meat can, get, can be no benefit to the shop owner. So if one can enjoy it and the other person loses nothing, he loses nothing. So then why should he demand payment? He has no right to demand payment. And, and that, that indeed would be, would be the halacha. But here, in fact, it's even worse. We're going to be even worse on this shop owner. He's got even lesser claim than that. And that's because... His policy was no returns. Maybe that's the government policy or that maybe that's his policy. Whatever it is, the policy is no returns of, of, of food. What that usually means is if you, the customer, bought something and you changed your mind, you didn't want it, you can't return it. That's just bad luck. Maybe the wrong thing, you can't use it. It's bad luck. No returns. You're, you, you're going to lose usually by the no returns policy. But in this case, it's the other way around. The shop owner loses as a result of the no returns policy. As soon as that meat went out for delivery to the wrong place, to a place that didn't order it, as soon as it went out, that meat has become ownerless, has become useless, valueless for the shop owner. From his mistake, that, that meat is now, now valueless. He has no claim in that meat anymore. It can't come back to him. It hasn't been paid for. So it's, it's worth zero for the shop owner. Because of his mistake, it's worth zero. So therefore, when it arrives at the recipient, this meat, this is ownerless meat being delivered to you. The shop owner has no claim on it whatsoever. And so therefore, he, he, can, he can take it for himself. He can keep the meat. He does not have to pay for it. He doesn't have to throw it out and take it back in. Um, he can totally keep it. It's ownerless meat. 
So unfortunately, our shop owner in this case has no legs to stand on his claim of being paid or you have to throw it out. Sorry, mate. No chance of that. He's, the, the, the recipient can keep it. What's interesting is what, what comes out of that, that Mishnah in Pirkei Avot, the idea that what you, we might think would be just normal business, what's mine is mine and what's yours is yours, the Mishnah says, now that's actually being one of the wicked people from Saddam, that there are things that you own that somebody else can benefit from and you lose nothing from it. So apart from the need to be generous and to actually give to other people, if somebody else benefits from something that's yours and you lost nothing, be happy. Be happy that you are able to actually do an act of kindness without even losing anything, rather than demanding payment, extracting payment and saying, well, it's mine, so therefore you have to pay for it. We, we, should, we should enjoy the fact that somebody may enjoy something of mine without me even losing it. That, that, is, that is an easy act of kindness. Any comments? Can I ask something, Rabbi? Sure. Um, then is it, what if the uh, owner said, how about, you know, look, it's our mistake. And if you, if you do use it, you use it. But if you would like, you can offer some money in return up to you how much. That's totally fine. And you then can, I guess the you, second question is, does it count as a, like, is it count as charity or sadaka or actually a mitzvah if you've made the mistake and then gone, you know what, you're going to enjoy it because it's yours now and we can't return it. Like, okay, yeah. So, because so, your intention wasn't really to give it, so it wasn't, doesn't count as your it's an interesting question. As far as the first question, of course, the shop owner could say, out of the goodness of your heart, if you'd like to contribute something towards it because you're anyway getting this extra meat, he could say that, but he cannot, he cannot obligate it. He cannot enforce a payment here. That's the point. And if the recipient, out of the kindness of his heart, wants to give a tip or a thank you to the shop because I'm getting all this extra meat, he can do that. But we cannot obligate him to do that because the mistake was in the shop's hands and... Uh, there's no intrinsic value of that meat anymore to that shop. They cannot sell it. So we can't, can't obligate him. Whether the shop can consider it a donation, a charitable donation, well, I guess in a way they can. They can say that, that, that this was meat that we gave up by accident. Enjoy it. He, if, if they say, enjoy, enjoy the meat, it's yours. So then that, that's, that would be charitable. Just to witness. But not, but not, to, um, not, not, to, not to try and enforce payment. Rabbi, mm. Rabbi, uh, w- w- what if the transaction was such, right? What if the transaction was as follows? Let's say the meat that was ordered was $100 worth of meat mm-hmm. and it was only ever going to a charity, to an actual charity, let's say OBK. And let's say the shop owner was giving that $100 as a donation and it turned into double. Can he consider his mice to be $200 in that situation or his mice are only a hundred? Well, that, that would be no different to me, um, put, put, reaching my pocket to, 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 to get some money out to give into a, to a charity. And I accidentally gave $20 instead of $10 or $200 instead of a hundred dollars. Is that not charity? Of course it is. Uh, the fact that, that it was given by accident, uh, that, that that doesn't change the fact that I've given charity, and and that that amount counts. Uh, so even though it was inadvertent, but it's yeah, the, but it's, the extra hundred is ownerless, no? The extra hundred that he that he sent by accident. 
Well, the, it, the, the Gemara says that if I'm walking down the street and money falls out of my pocket and a poor person picks it up, it's a mitzvah for me. I've, I've, helped, I've helped a poor person, even though it's yeah. completely without my awareness. And the proof of that is from the Torah, that, that there's a law of shikha, which means that when you cut the, from your fields, the, 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 the wheat from your fields, if you've left a bit in your field, you left a sheave of wheat in your fields, you have to leave it there and a poor person is allowed to take it. And, and that's a mitzvah. Even though I forgot it, I didn't intentionally put it there. I forgot a, a sheave of wheat in my in my field. I leave it there, and the poor person takes it, and that is still a mitzvah. So you, you can do an inadvertent mitzvah. It's a, it's possible to do an accidental mitzvah. In fact, it would reflect very good on you, because the things that you do inadvertently by accident without thinking are the things that you really want to do. You know, like a Freudian slip, the things that you didn't mean to say but it came out. So if you're accidentally doing mitzvahs left, right, and center, that's a very good sign that you're, you've got a very good soul. Um, may we all do that. And I guess the recipient could too. say, uh, the recipient of the extra food, if they were sharp, could say, look, I know you said it was an accident, you sent me twice the amount, but we all know everything's from God, so it wasn't really an accident, mm. and, and this is all what's, what was supposed to happen, and my family will be fed very well for half the price this week. That could be. Baruch Hashem. Yeah, yeah. Hashem is feeding us. Hashem provides. Okay. Thank you again. Have a great day. Great one. Thank you. All the best. Thank you. Keep up, guys. Thank you. All the best. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. See you guys. Bye. All the best.